تبارك وتعالى إن عدة الشهور عند الله اثنى عشر شهرا في كتاب الله صدق الله العظيم Most respected elders and brothers It is only the fazal karam and ihsan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us To once again witness a new year in the Islamic calendar Less than two days ago We witnessed the end of the month of Dhul Hijjah and from the time Ramadan had terminated, we waited for the months of Hajj to come. Those months had come, we bid farewell to the Hajjis. Then we anticipated the days of Qurbani. When the days of Qurbani had come, we made our Qurbani, we slaughtered our animals. Not long thereafter, we welcomed the Hujjaj back home. And how time went before we knew it. The entire year had lapsed. And an entire new year had commenced where we find ourselves in the year 1445, the second of Muharram. And this is the beauty of the Islamic calendar, where the year begins with a very, very sacred month. And it also terminates and it ends with a very sacred month, the month of Zul Hijjah. Sacred in the sense that a person draws close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make amends with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The bridges that we burnt again and again throughout our lives. These are the months Allah has given us to build those bridges back. To connect ourselves, to create a stronger bond between us and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the beginning and the end is so sacred. It is a subtle indication that the months in between also that should, that should also be used for the same purpose to draw close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We find that this month of Muharram, it was known to be sacred before even the advent of Islam. In the ayyam jahiliyyah the people used to show a lot of importance to this month of Muharram. A lot of significance. We know if a person has to turn the pages of history, and we see the horrendous and the horrific crimes that the people, in particular the Arab nation, what they were guilty of committing. The burying of daughters alive, partying, merry-making, womanizing, dancing, intoxication. For them to just kill and murder, it was part of everyday life. In the Rewaid, it is mentioned that 40 to 50 years of wars used to be stirred up just by the member of one clan merely looking at the member of another clan. What a lifestyle they must have led. People used to live in fear. What might happen the next day with uncertainty. But when it came to this month of Muharram, then everything was stopped. All bloodshed, all battles, all wars, everything that they regarded to be evil, to be a sin, everything was halted in this month of Muharram. Like how in the month of Ramadan, when the month of Ramadan comes, then whatever we are involved in, whatever we are watching, whatever we are listening, or maybe the places that we will attend out of the month of Ramadan, that to some extent it comes to a certain halt. In the month of Ramadan, we put everything away because we show importance to the month of Ramadan. This was how they used to treat the month of Muharram. That entire month used to be dedicated and they used to free themselves for the worship of their gods, their idols, their deities. They had their own way, their own custom, their own rituals of making ibadat, worshipping. So they used to dedicate themselves to worshipping their gods. 
This was before the advent of Islam. And we find that after Islam also, the sacredness and the significance of this month only increased. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu mentions the riwayat and he says, the Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had mentioned, that person mansama yawman min al-muharram, that person that will fast on one day of this month of Muharram, only one day, falahu bikul yawmin thalathuna yawma. For every day that a person will fast in this month of Muharram, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the thawab of 30 days fasting. If a person has to fast on all 30 days of Muharram, not just restricting it maybe to the first 10 days or the first half of the month or to a few days of the month, but all 30 days a person has to fast in this month of Muharram, Allah will give us the thawab of 900 days of fasting. How merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And we find, my respected elders and brothers, that this month of Muharram, it is also included amongst those months which are termed and which are known as Ashwari Hurum. In the Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, That the Islamic calendar is made up of 12 months. And from these 12, there are four that are very, very sacred in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zulqada, Zulhijja, Muharram, and the month of Rajab. These are the four sacred months of the year. And under the rewai, under the tafsir of Ibn Kathir, he mentions what is the meaning of these months being sacred. He says that every good action that a person will carry out in these months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will multiply the thawab over and over and over again for this person. So, the good actions that a person will do, the nafil salah that we will, we will perform, or the tilawat of the Quran Sharif that we will, uh, we, will, uh, we, will, we will do, or the dhikrullah, the salawat upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the charity that a person gives, every good action, one, one, subhanallah, one, one, alhamdulillah, and what, what thawab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is prepared to give us. Unfortunately, my respected elders and brothers, today we take thawab as very, very insignificant. Like a few rams we might give at the street corners to those who are coming and begging by the robots. We will just take out one or two rams. That is how we treat thawab. But the true value and the true reality of one, one thawab, that we will understand on the day of Qiyamah. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ on that day, a person will be running from his mother to his father, to his brother, to his sister, to his cousins, his auntie, aunties, uncles, everyone that he can think of, all his friends, whoever he knows. He will be running from one to the other and he will be begging them that just give me one sawab, only one sawab. I will take the sawab and I can put it on my scale of deeds, on my, in my book of deeds. On that day we will understand the true value of this one one thawab that we are taking it so insignificant. Because one thawab khayrum minad dunya wa ma fiha is better than the entire world and whatever it contains. So in these months, the, the sacred months of the year, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases the thawab of a good action. And like how the good action, the thawab is increased. Likewise, the severity of a sin is also increased in these months compared to it being committed in any other month of the year. And in one riwayat, it is mentioned, Nabi alayhi salatu mentions that this month of Muharram, it is known as Shahrullah. It is known as the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has termed it his month and has linked this month to his name, it shows that this month is not an ordinary month. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only links those things or those people to himself who are of the very elite. The Anbiyari Musalatu Wasalam, they are known as the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Sharif. They are the most elite at the highest of rank in, amongst in, in human in, in mankind. The Baytullah, the Kaaba Sharif, that is the most sacred of places, the, the most sacred and the greatest of cities, and the highest rank when it comes to Masajid, the Baytullah. So can we imagine the significance of Shahrullah? Shahrullah, the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the month of Muharram. Why is it termed as the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What reason Allah has given it this name or has linked it to himself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. However, the commentators and the mufassirin, the muhaddithin mention that in the past there is some hint from the past that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to make some major decision or to bring about some major occurrence then many a times most of the time it was chosen this month was chosen the month of Muharram and also Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam has mentioned that there is no fast that is greater after the fast of Ramadan than the fast that is observed in this month the month of Muharram Nevertheless, year in and year out, this month of Muharram comes. And whenever the new, the new year starts, we are reminded of one of the greatest incidents ever to take place in the history of Islam. In the time of Hazrat Umar anhu, when Islam began to spread rapidly far and wide, and three-quarter or two-thirds of the, of the world was now under Islamic rulership, then the rulers and the government, the, the governors, the kings of in the Islamic world, they used to correspond with Hazrat Umar anhu, obviously in the form of letters. And at that time for one one letter to, from Umar anhu, to get to one one governor, it used to take weeks, it used sometimes maybe months also. There was no instant messaging, there was no picking up the phone and commanding a person or giving a person some instruction. It was written by way of letter, it was delivered after so many days, so many weeks. And then maybe another instruction used to come after that. Which instruction abrogates which, which one, which letter came before, which letter came afterward. Hazrat Abu Musa al-Ashari radiallahu anhu mentions, he writes a letter to Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu and he mentions that, O oh, Amirul Mu'mineen, it is time we sit down and we now put a date to all our letters. All our letters, we need to date them. So we'll know which one came first, which one came second, which law or which instruction abrogates and wipes out the other or cancels out the other. So it was a very, very important decision to make. Hazrat Umar anhu held a council of Sahaba anhu. He called them and he began to make mashura. And this is a very, very important lesson that we also learn. That to make some major decision, make mashura. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he called the Sahaba anhum and each one, some of them, you know, they, all of them gave their own, own suggestions. Some suggested the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the Sahaba anhum felt that this was still ayyam jahiliya. It was not appropriate. Another suggestion was the nubuat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That year. But the Sahaba anhum again, they felt, they felt that we were not yet Muslims at that time. 
Some decided or suggested the demise of Rasulullah but this was such a heart-shattering uh, incident or occurrence in the life of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The greatest catastrophe ever to hit the Ummah was the demise of Rasulullah So they decided against it. Now which year like that, the month and the day was already specified, but the year was not specified. There were few other suggestions that came about until Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu, Hazrat Usman radiallahu anhu and a few other Sahaba radiallahu anhum. They gave the suggestion that why don't we begin the Islamic calendar with the hijrat and the migration of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as soon as this decision was given, as soon as this decision was, this suggestion was, was put forward, every single Sahabi that was there and whoever was Every Sahabi, they just felt that this is the right decision. Allah had put it in their hearts that definitely this is the right, the right decision, the right suggestion to, to start off and to begin the Islamic calendar, the Hijrat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because this Hijrat we find it was a turning point in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. In Makkah Mukarramah, they were tortured, they were, they were uh, severely uh, the atrocities that were that were meted out against them they were punished they couldn't lead an Islamic life they couldn't even perform salah properly but with the advent of the hijrah everything now changed and an entire Islamic state was formed an entire Islamic government came into being now Adhan could be called out freely Salah could be performed at ease also without anyone, without the fear of anyone coming and attacking, attacking and spying, etc. They could lead an entire way of Islamic way of life without, so to say, looking over their shoulder, worried about what will happen next. So this is what they decided. When the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, if you have to look at the many, many incidents that had taken place in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the battle of Badr, the fath Makkah, and the different victories of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the hijrat could be decided on any, it could have been decided on any other incident. But the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had wanted Sahaba radiallahu anhum to choose the hijrah, this was a lesson to the entire Muslim, all the Sahaba and the entire Muslims who come till the day of Qiyamah, that Islam is not founded on pomp and glory. Islam is not founded on when the, when the luxuries of this dunya began to pour in Medina Munawwara. Islam is founded on sacrifice. On one hand, the hijrah, it was a form of freedom for the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. But on the other hand, my respected elders and brothers, it was one of the greatest and a huge sacrifice from those on the Muhajirin, those who had migrated. They had to leave everything, the entire life in Makkah Mukarramah and they had to, they had to migrate to Medina Munawwara. When the command for hijrah came, it wasn't as maybe some of us, we think that they have a choice to make hijrah. Hijrah was a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You leave your businesses, you leave your wealth, you leave your properties, you leave your conveyances, you leave everything. At times, a wife had to leave her husband, husband had to leave wife, parent had to sometimes leave child. What sacrifice it, they, they had to undergo if we have to put ourselves in that, in their shoes. Alhamdulillah, Allah's fazal, Allah has blessed us with everything that we have. Our properties, our homes, our cars, our investments, everything we have. And overnight we are asked to pack up and to leave to another city altogether. To leave and go to Cape Town or Joburg or some other city. 
taking nothing with you. You are not allowed to take anything. You have to go and start all over from scratch. We still got the option of our bank cards, our credit cards, debit cards, etc. They never had, they left everything. And they had to leave and go all the way to Medina Munawwara. This, this is the greatest lesson we learn from this hijrah. Is that we have not come here in this dunya for pomp and glory. We have not come to amass wealth. We have not come to build empires and to see for our seven generations down investments, etc. for our progenies. We are here to sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah gives us, Allah gives us wealth, alhamdulillah, it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the focus and our sight, our gaze is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not on this dunya. We didn't come to live in this dunya. Allah has not created anyone to live in this dunya forever. One day we are going, we are going to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have come here to sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that sacrifice also, one is the sacrifice of the level of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'in. What sacrifice they had gone through, not only in this incident of hijrah, but throughout the entire lives. In Makkah Sharif and in Medina Sharif. Today we are not asked to make that sacrifice to go out in battle and to starve ourselves or to to, to leave and abandon the dunya and to leave everything that we have and to just leave the world and to go out into the mountains etc. We are not, Allah is not asking us to do that. But it is what Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had encouraged Sahaba radiallahu anhu in Medina Sharif after the hijrah when Nabiya alayhi salatu wa began to mention to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that the, the virtues and the, the reward of making hijrah you have left everything in Makkah Sharif you have left your business you have left your wealth your family etc and you have come but what Allah will give you in that what Allah will give you for leaving all that Nabi Ali Salaam began to explain to them that hijrah now it wipes your slate clean the slate the evil the, the, the slate of evil deeds and, 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 and the sins that you have committed everything is wiped clean in one divide, Nabi Ali Sallallahu Alaihi even mentions, one person asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that, O oh, Nabi of Allah, what is the highest level of Iman? And Nabi Ali Sallallahu Alaihi mentions it is Hijrah. The highest level of Iman a person can ever have, you look at the Muhajirin, that is the highest level. Those Sahaba radiallahu anhum who felt a bit of remorse, they felt a bit, of, a bit sad, that we were not part of this Hijrah, especially the Ansari in Medina Sharif. And maybe those, uh, those who are in Makkah Sharif for, from, for valid reasons, they couldn't make hijrah. And they felt that we are, we are now deprived of this rewards and the, and, the, and the virtues of hijrah. Nabi Ali Salatu mentions, Al-Muhajir man hajarama nahallahu anha. That one is the physical hijrah that a person will make. And one is the figurative hijrah. The true muhajir, a true person who is making hijrah. The person is that person who is making hijrah from that which is the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And is coming upon the obedience of Allah ta'ala. We are leaving out bad character and you come upon good character. You leave, you leave bad habits and you come upon good habits. Bad company and come upon good, good company. Al-Muhajir man hajarama nahallahu an. This is a true Muhajir. And you have to apply this hadith to our time and our, in, in our lifestyle, my respected elders and brothers. Then it is that person who just kicks and he shuns the way of life of the Western, the enemies of Islam. Those who are there to, to destroy Islam. Those who are there to take the name of our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and drag it to the gutters to kick that way of life 
and to come upon the true sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We make dua to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala grant us the true, the true reality of this lesson of hijrah and make us true mu'mineen, true ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa'akhiru da'wana. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu an Muhammad Rasulullah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلا على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الحمد لله الأكرم الذي خلق الإنسان وكرم وعلمه من البيان ما لم يعلم فسبحان الذي لا يحصمتنان باللسان ولا بالقلم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله الذي أوتي جوامع الكلم وكرائم الحكم صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه نجوم الطريق الأمم أما بعد فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بلغه عني والآية وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تعلم الفرائض والقرآن وعلم الناس فإني مقبول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أمن هو قانت آناء الليل ساجدا وقائما يحذر الآخرة ويرجو رحمة ربه قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكرون الألباب بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم من الآيات والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر الرؤوف الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله 
قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حيان أثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم وهدي من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي عذكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون أقيموا الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله شدوا لا إله إلا الله شدوا أن محمد رسول الله شدوا أن محمد رسول الله هيا على الصلاة هيا على الصلاة هيا على الفلا هيا على الفلا قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن عدة الشهور عند الله اثنا عشر شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والأرض يوم خلق السماوات والأرض منها أربعة حرم ذلك الدين القيم فلا تظلموا فيهن أنفسكم وقاتلوا المشركين كافة كما يقاتلونكم كافة واعلموا أن الله مع المتقين إنما النسيء زيادة في الكفر يضل به الذين كفروا يحلونه عاما ويحرمونه عاما ويحرمونه عاما ليواطئوا عدة ما حرم الله فيحلوا ما حرم الله 
زين لهم سوء أعمالهم والله لا يهدي القوم الكافرين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألا إن أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون الذين آمنوا وكانوا يتقون لهم البشرى في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة لا تبديل لكلمات الله ذلك هو الفوز العظيم ولا يحزنك قولهم إن العزة لله جميعا هو السميع العليم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم ربنا لك الحمد كله لك الشكر كله بيدك الخير كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم ربنا إنك أنت الله لا إله إلا أنت أنت الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر اللهم أنت ربنا أنت مالكنا أنت مولانا أنت كل شيء لنا يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا إنك بكل شيء عليم إنك عليم خبير إنك عليم بذات الصدور إنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور إنك على كل شيء قدير إنك فعال لما يريد يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم برحمتك يا رحم الرحمين والحمد لله